You're listening to The Blitz 1170, streaming live at theblitztulsa.com and on the Blitz 1170 app. All right, 148 here on the Blitz 1170. Let's hit up the hotline and welcome in Dr. Christopher Crane from Tulsa Bone and Joint. Check him out online, tulsaboneandjoint.com. Dr. Crane, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing well today. It is a day closer to the Masters, so that means it is a day closer to a grand old time. I've got. Uh, I've been bitten by the bug. I'm. I'm ready for golf season to officially begin as we kick things off here with the Masters for the major season. Are you much of a golf fan? Uh, well, I try to be, uh, but every time I actually go out on the course, uh, it's a wildly unpredictable time. Uh, yeah, as is the way with most of us, for sure. I'm mm-hmm. I'm much better in, uh, in a much better mental state, uh, absolutely, for sitting on the couch and actually watching it during big events like this, for sure. So, same I think boat, golf man. is deceptive because you watch it on the TV and you think, oh, I could do that. They just swung a club, right? How hard could that be? It's not like, you know, some of the other sports where you kind of get a little more of an impression, but then you go try to do it, and it becomes uh, just uh, a little more obvious how how good they are at that. Yeah, let me me give you a little bit of advice. No, you can't do that for anyone that's actually thinking (laughs) that way. It's like, no, you can't. And you don't, like what really hammers at home is when we have an event here in town like last year at the PGA, and you go and just watch some of those guys on the range, and you're like, what I would give, what I would give to just be able to stripe one ball like that in my lifetime. I mean, they they do that on the regular, on the, on the, on, on the range, and, like, there's four or five shots in a row. They're like, I don't know if I've put together, like, three complete rounds where I've hit shots like that. It's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm phenomenal people and phenomenal athletes like don't let that fool you anymore gone are the days or the big fat slobs that are walking around like being being great at golf those guys are in shape like rory maybe a small stature guy but you could just look at the broadness of his back and see how much in dedication he has to his workouts uh full swing the netflix show did a pretty good job of kind of going through the type of workouts that those guys go through so i am uh, locked and loaded and ready to go I believe we have some uh, more trivia today. Is that correct? Yeah, you, you had such a good time with the punishment the first time that you requested a <laughs> oh, second run. Oh, it, um, was, it was like me trying to play golf. It was a beating for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I, we, we are locked and ready. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, same as last time, you know, I'm a uh, full point for being right and a half point <laughs> for getting anywhere near it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'll take listen, it. Listen to that. I, I won on, for getting yeah. anywhere near it. I, I won on half you points You set my expectations time. real high last time. <laughs> awesome. All right, All right, Matt. I thought we'd start off uh, with some, some terrible, some old names. So a lot of these injuries or, or issues that athletes get are named after surgeons or doctors or, or places or things that are from hundreds of years ago. I mean, just ancient names. Um, and so we get to use these all the time. Sound really fancy, but in reality, they're they're almost kind of outdated. So I'm gonna I'm gonna name some some issues here, and you're gonna tell me where you would be hurting if you had that. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll we'll start off with uh, Osgood Slaughter's Osgood Slaughter's disease. 
Mm, one that is uh, one that is uh, heard quite a bit. Um, I know this one, so Matt, you can go ahead and take a guess. Down. Abdominal area. Uh, mm-hmm. And I will go with it's it's the knee. Oh well, it's the knee <laughs> comes out guns blazing. Yeah, it's the knee specifically. It's the growth plate that affects the front of the tibia, where the patella tendon is inserting just above it. And so, especially in running, jumping, sprinting sports, repetitive pulling on that spot uh, can inflame it pretty painfully. That's uh, a it's a pretty severe thing when it gets mad. Uh, and it can it can shut down athletes for a while, even if they need to let it heal. Now, if I remember correctly, isn't that a big one that affects children that go through growth spurts quite quite often? Like that's that's where we see the majority of these. Yeah, as they hit that growth spurt, the mechanics, especially in the hip and the knee, change as they get taller, and the muscles tend to get tighter. And so they they if they already had a propensity for it, the growth spurt tends to just amplify it. Now, are children that go through growth spurts like that and i asked this for a reason so matt please don't make fun of me yet um does that impact the younger female athlete more because of the way that the the hips um uh work and and because i mean they are more susceptible to knee injuries in general especially in sports like soccer yeah it does seem to affect um females with a slightly higher propensity uh, in general with any kneecap issue because the what we call the Q angle or the angle of the kneecap to its attachment on that spot is just a little wider because the hips are just a little wider. And so it's patellofemoral pain can definitely affect either either uh, males or females, but it can seem to affect females a little more often. Plus, um, I don't, it just seems like they're usually more often in jumping sports, cheerleading, volleyballs, uh, and this type of sports that even basketball that really push that area. Awesome. All right. Well, I believe the count is uh, one nil in my favor, Matt. And that's it. Thanks. For, okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like you guys playing this just like, oh yeah, pop wins. <laughs> Dr. Craig yeah, hangs up the phone. Instantly wins. I like it. <laughs> All right. So the next would be leg calve Perthes disease. I've never even heard of that one. I haven't either. Matt, go ahead, buddy. Um, can I can I can I get it used in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> you have leg calve Perthes disease. <laughs> um, is it lower leg? Lower uh, leg. What do you think? Yeah, like below the knee. Below the knee. Okay. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I just want to call leg. Let's say, what if it's, is it the hip? It's the hip. Oh, no. He's, he's just taking a huge early lead. I, I am eight. Yukoning you right now, Matt. Yeah. Dude, I am <laughs> deader than San Diego State's basketball season right now. So that is a blood supply issue to the hip. It's most of the time seen uh, under age 10. So this is a definite pediatric issue. We don't know what causes it. We aren't sure how it happens. Uh, But that hip blood supply can be a little tenuous. And so if it gets disrupted at all, that's a pretty big, painful issue. So, so luckily, you guys can't get that now. But, I, I just uh, Googled, I just Googled that, Doc, and it, so uh, what I read right here in the overview, overview, it says the bone, like with the butt blood flow, the bone begins to die. Um, yeah, that doesn't can. seem that doesn't seem optimal if your if your bone dies. 
So that's correct. That is suboptimal. Okay, so that seems like that that would take a lengthy process, right, for that to happen. Hopefully, you would uh, be able to diagnose it before you actually get to that stage. You would hope so. It's it's tough to catch uh, sometimes because the changes can be subtle on X-rays, and it actually can present just as a limp. And so you might think, oh, look at the knee or look at the ankle. Um, and especially in kids younger, you know, two or three or four years old, may have trouble telling you exactly kind of where they hurt. Um, so that's that's an issue we try to catch early, and younger kids tend to do better with it. So if we can catch that as early as we can, okay, uh, can help them get through it. Yeah. All and, right. And we don't what know what causes have, that, right? We don't have don't have a good idea of the cause. There's some theories, but they just have not not panned that out. Okay. All right. Um, well, what if you had decor veins? Decor De- veins. Decor veins, tenosynovitis. I'm going to go with uh, the wrist area. <laughs> okay. Just, just general okay. area. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll stick in the arm and I'll, I'll just say shoulder. Okay, well, that's the wrist. Hey! I got a point. (laughs) The the slow comeback. Yeah, that's a thumb uh, tendon issue, and it will tend to be either the abductor or extensor, or both are sticky and inflamed. Uh, And it gets pretty painful uh, with certain motions and grips of the thumb, uh, and that's one that generally can get better with some good rehab and maybe even an injection to calm it down. Uh, but it can be a pretty sharp pain all along that thumb side of the wrist. Okay. You know what? I think I might have this because yeah, I, I have noticed, I have noticed, I, I know, I have noticed that in that area that you just described and looking it up here on the computer now, like I have an abnormal amount of pain that's in that area. And it's been there, I'm going to say, Doc, for probably the last six or eight months to the point where... There are some times when I make a fist or uh, there's other times where I've just been doing general moment and it feels like that, you know, there's like someone hit the side of my hand with a hammer is the way that it feels like or that I have like a or I'm, I'm just getting over someone hitting me with a hammer that's that sore. Well, come on down to Tulsa Bone and Joint <laughs> where we will treat you okay. for your wrist pain. It could be. There's a specific test that we do with the thumb on the inside of a fist, and we drop the wrist down, and that tends to put the most tension or stress on on that tendon complex. Uh, and if that reproduces the pain, it's suggestive of that being the issue. And, of course, since the decor veins is such a weird name, we had to give the test a weird name, and that's a Finkelstein test. Finkelstein. Well, I probably need one of those. Should it be sore if I take my other thumb and press in that area? Would it be sore? That could be the other thing is pushing along that kind of radial bone side area of the wrist uh, can be tender and inflamed right there. So we're self-diagnosing you right over the radio. I was uh, I was worried I was going to have to lop my hand off for a little while because it's uh, it has been a pain that I've been dealing with for quite some time. Well, I'll definitely have to come see you. Uh, all right, we got one more. Uh, I don't have another name. Oh no, that's not true. I do. I have a pincer deformity. Pincer deformity. Well, that has to be like with your fingers. Pincer. I was actually going to go fingers too because I'm doing like a little crab things with my hands. I wish I could see that, but it's the hip. <laughs> 
It's oh, the hip. Okay. okay. Well, I was way off. <laughs> we double dipped for another hip, but yeah, that's a, the ball and socket of the hip have a component where the the if the socket kind of overreaches, it can eclipse the head a little bit, and that can lead to a pincer type shape of the socket over the hip. And so then you'll have impingement when you do certain motions. So this is how one of the one of the ways you can get hip impingement is kind of an overreach or overgrowth of that socket at the hip. Hmm. Man, the things that will happen to this body of ours, it is uh, still amazing to this day. All right, so the final tally, I believe, would be two to one. I am victorious in this round. Matt, it was a gallant effort for you to try to come back. That la You needed that last one to work out for you, buddy, and yeah, it just didn't work out. So It was not fingies. I will, uh, I'll slap the heavyweight championship belt over my shoulder and walk away with a, a little bit more pride than I had last time. And maybe, I won last time. Maybe so. to the point where Dr. Crane won't make fun of us so much the next time that we do this. <laughs> We're tied <laughs> one You guys one. did fantastic, and I'm proud of you. We did much better this time around for sure. Good stuff, Dr. Craner. I appreciate it. Um, let's see next week if uh, someone suffers through uh, an injury that we'll be able to discuss. I, I do have a couple of baseball things that we can get to next week as well, and always appreciate your time here on the Blitz 1170. Absolutely. Good to talk with you. Thanks, Doc. You as well. That is Dr. Christopher Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170. Check him out online, TulsaBonaJoint.com, 918-392-1400. Let's get a master's update before we hear from the great George Stoya next year on the Blitz 1170.